This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. This episode of Fat Mascara is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest. Plus, it can help you develop coping skills that make your life easier. I will give you an example. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you've probably heard me say it to Jess or to a guest, reframe. Well, I learned that technique from a therapist. Here's an example. Now that I'm a freelance writer and podcaster, I get lonely working from home and I feel like I'm never gonna get to collaborate on projects again. And that's the truth. Reframe, I get to choose which projects I work on. So I'm in control of what I work on. And if I wanna collaborate more with others, I don't have to ask anyone's permission. I can just do it. See what I did there? That's reframing. If you've been thinking about starting therapy or are looking for someone to help you process things and give you coping skills, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash mascara today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash mascara. Again, betterhelp.com slash mascara. Hey everyone, it's Jess. Hi, I'm Jen. Welcome to Fat Mascara, our beauty podcast. It is Friday, at least when this is going out, it's Friday, which means the big interview day. Big interview. I'm very excited about our guest, Kristen S. Kristen S. is a longtime listener, first-time guest. We have been connected for a while, and I have to tell you, we've been trying to get her on the show for some time. She is really one of the most adorable, smart, intelligent hairstylists working right now. And she's also built a mega, mega, mega fan base and community of people who just love hair and love her products. She's come up on the podcast so many times. I go way back with Kristen too. When I worked at Cosmo Girl, correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, was Lauren Conrad's fashion line called Paper Crown? That just came to me in my head. Whatever it was, she- I think you're right. 
She did a fashion show. Kristen was doing the hair and I met her backstage and this was like baby beauty era. And she was the kindest person to me. She's just one of those beauty industry connectors that knows everybody, loves connecting people, and does damn good hair. So Kristen, if you're not familiar with her, is an LA-based hairstylist and colorist with more than 20 years of experience. She's had many celebrity clients over the years, including Lauren Conrad, Jenna Dewan, Lucy Hale, Lily Reinhart. She's also the co-founder of the website, thebeautydepartment.com, which is an excellent beauty education site. She started that in 2011. And you probably know her name because she's the founder of Kristen S. Hair an extensive and, everybody, affordable line of hair care, care sold at like Target, Ulta, drugstores, Amazon. So that might be why you know her name. And you might have also heard it here on the podcast because we have raised many wands to her products over the years. And now she's finally here to chat with us. You ready to talk to Kristen, Jess? Let's talk to Kristen. Kristen, welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm so happy you're here. Jen and I, and we'll get to that in a second, we were trying to get you here for so long. I mean, your products are a favorite of the Fat Mascara fam, and we've wanted to talk to you for so long about your career, your products. Well, let's just like, why did it take us so long? Well, it's funny that you say that. First of all, thank you so much for having me on. You know, I've been dying to do this with you guys for so long. And It's been so long, in fact, that I had to check our emails to see when we first started talking about this. Do you want to take a guess as to what year we started talking? Were they like like Kristen S at AOL.com? Pretty much. Mm -hmm. My AIM username. Yeah. (laughs) We connected on Friendster. Um, No, it was 2016 (gasps) when we first started talking about getting together. for fat mascara. Pod. And I was going to be in New York and we were going to get together and it didn't work out. And then we have tried since, but you know, here we are. Well, I'm so happy we're able to make it happen. You know, sometimes listen, you're, you're busy. We're busy. It's, it's all good, but I want to take us back a little bit. And by the way, if you're hearing any background noise, I just want to let you know, Kristen is in beautiful Griffith park among the birds and the wild animals on a sunny summer's day. So yeah, you're getting a little atmosphere here, but I want to know a little bit about like, you know, you before you blew up, like who were you when you were just like a youngin? I mean, did I blow up? I'll take it, but I I don't know that I did. I mean, I guess, you know, I would say that this was the only thing I ever wanted to do. This was my only career choice. You know, I wrote about it in the third grade and the fourth grade and I have those reports and I love to look at them occasionally because it was just always my dream to do hair. And even as a child, I would just see if I could get someone to sit with me and let me do their hair. It's just always, it was always a focal point. While I was in school, I would sit behind somebody that had good hair and I would like try different (laughs) braids and things like that. And I would get in trouble, but it was just always a, a genuine interest for me. But what about it appealed to you or like who, who it just came innately or was, did you see a movie or a relative? No, I mean, I don't know why. I remember the first time that I really sort of was like, oh, I want to try doing what I just saw. And it was Madonna's video where she was dressed like Marilyn Monroe. And there was sort of like a half look that she had in one of the videos or one of the scenes. And I ran into the bathroom. So this is Material Girl. Yeah. And I ran into the bathroom and I tried it and it was probably terrible, but I ran out. I remember running out being like, look, it's exactly the same. You know, I was so (laughs) convinced that it was, that I did a great job. And And how, like where, set the scene, like where did you grow up? I grew up in Bakersfield, California. I don't know if you know where that is. I actually know somebody from Bakersfield. Yeah. That's what everyone says. They've either driven straight through on their way to San Francisco or somewhere else. Yeah. Or they know someone who's from there, which I love to hear because, you know, there's some great people in Bakersfield and I was happy to grow up there, but I also am so happy I got out of there and got to come to LA. It's only two hours away from LA, so it's not that far, but I left there at 15 and I finished school in Los Angeles. And 
you know, I got into hair immediately. Just I, it made it part of my school. I got credit for going to the salon and sweeping floors. And I did a work experience program that basically got me credit for going to my apprenticeship. And so I don't know, I just kind of smashed it together with school and yeah. hoped for the best. So there was no plan B. It was like, this is it. Like you were destined to do hair. This was your There your was dream. no plan B. There was and no plan B. Did you have designs on, okay, these are the people who make a career out of hair and I want my own line. I want to work with these celebrities or was it just like, I've just got to be doing hair. No, it, there was no, there was, I had no direction. I just, I had no yeah. sort of aim toward anything except yeah. for exploring the industry. Like I was a very curious kid. I was always yeah. like, what would happen if I lick this? You know what I mean? Like I was very, <laughs> I, I was very... You Give just, us examples you, of what was on yeah, the other yeah. end. What would happen? <laughs> right. And so- No, it's Ralphie. Like Ralphie that. and Christmas Story. That's what I picture. Okay. Yeah. And so my curiosity kind of couldn't be tamed when I was a kid. And that really transferred into my career in the sense that I got my foot in the door and then I just wanted to know what there was because I wasn't sure. There was no, you know, in Bakersfield, if you want to go to hair school, then you go work at a salon. And that's the end of the story. You work at a salon until you retire or whatever it is, until you change careers. And I don't know, I had a feeling that there was just more down here, but I didn't know what, because how do you know if you're not from a place that sort of allows you to get to know that there are photo shoots or that there, I just, I didn't know that. I, I didn't know how any of the industry worked. And so I, as soon as I started doing my apprenticeship, I was like, oh, well, what's that? Well, what's that? Well, what's that? And so I would sort of eventually go into education in the salon. And then I would, you know, start doing product development with a hair care company, like just testing for them and doing that kind of thing. And then I got into, you know, like higher positions with a hair care company. And then I would, you know, eventually get into, I was just really interested in exploring all the different categories within hair. And so I'm sure that helped you along the way, you know, to, with everything you're doing now. A hundred percent. And I look back at that and what I didn't realize at the time was all of those things, all of the, you know, fashion weeks and, you know, even just the general day-to-day salon stuff was really building a foundation for what I would eventually do. And I just, I didn't know that, but I know that now looking back. So it was really, I was really blind, walking in blind, but I'm one of those people who I just really like to absorb as I go. And I know it will serve me at some point. So I just kind of tuck it in my pocket and I'm like, we'll see what we're going to do with that. And mm-hmm. that really, I think, built a great foundation for me in, in the big picture. So it didn't just happen, you know, as a cultivation of a lot of different things. Is that advice that you would give to people now? Because I'm sure you get people who are asking you advice all the time who are in the hair industry or beauty industry. Your path feels very um, slow and steady. Yeah. And it feels a little bit of the, it doesn't feel like quaint, but it just feels different than what we're seeing now, or at least from my perspective. What are your thoughts on that? I think there are different ways to go about building your career. And I think that the way the industry is now is so significantly different from how it was. I'm old, okay, first. Let's start there. I It was You're such a different world. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just like, I, I've been doing this for 25 years. So mm-hmm. I know that there are major changes to the industry. Yeah. And as things become faster and they progress, and be, they're just so different now, there are different opportunities for younger hairstylists, right? You mm-hmm. can become incredibly successful overnight. But I was talking to somebody about that recently and you can become successful overnight, but what do you do with that? If you don't have the foundation, eventually that cracks and you can't necessarily, that that doesn't necessarily hold up in the long run, you know? So it may be Mm -hmm. a short, there's a peak and then there's a dip or, you know, it's hard to maintain that level of success for a long time. And I don't believe that you can do that without a foundation. Got it. You mentioned education, which I know you were, when you said it, you meant like to other stylists or like the lead stylist at the salon who comes in and tells you about the products. But you also have always been a teacher that sort of opened up real people like us and beauty editors and things to being educated. You were one of the first beauty pros, I remember, who peeled back the curtain and did tutorials. Like, 
real people were sort of doing tutorials on YouTube, but then you were giving right. me like, oh, wait, she actually knows what she's doing tutorials. <laughs> and when it first happened, I was like, why is she sharing all her secrets? That's totally, Kristen, that's exactly. Why, well, why did you share all your secrets? Uh, again, it's so funny because it was so frowned upon. You know, it was, I remember getting some shit from people in our industry. For, uh, I'm not going to like name and name. Well, other hairstylists. <laughs> I know. Okay. Imagine, I'm like, well, there's, first of all, this guy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> the, the thing is, is we, at that time, your success was based on your trade secrets, right? It's the things you hold close to your chest and what makes you special and different from everyone else. And so I always found that people really wanted to keep those things to themselves and not share because then then everyone just starts repeating it and you don't have your special thing anymore. But I just am a person who, I don't know, I just always like to share what I learn. And it just came naturally for it came naturally to me to share those things. I think maybe it's because I have so many siblings or so. I don't know. It just is like, I'm just, I'm, how do I say that? Let me think about how to say this. My information cup runneth over, you know, it's like when I, (laughs) when I get things, I want to put them back out. And so it was very clear to me this is again, where it all comes from the foundation of the salon. When I would sit in the salon and I would work on clients' hair, they would say, oh, okay, wait, I want to pay attention to how you do this so I can do it. And they would watch and and I would really see them, you know, concentrating like, oh, okay, I'll hold it like this. And, and then I was like, well, let me show you how to do it, you know? And so I would teach people how to do it. And the joy that they would get from learning how to do it on themselves I can't even explain it. It was just, you would see it click and it was very fulfilling to see that click with someone. And then the next time you see them, they're like, I nailed it. I got this wave down. Like, I think I got it. And it's just, it's, it's, it's very satisfying to be able to share that information. So the salon life kind of taught me that. And then other hairdressers, you know, I would have other hairdressers like, oh, how do you do that one kind of wave? And I would share that and, you know, they could go do it. And I just, I don't know. I found such satisfaction there in sharing information. and so eventually that turned into, you know, a whole other thing with the beauty department because, yeah. you know, I, I, I felt like there was a whole digital world out there waiting. And I know that people are really curious on how to do things. And so we just shot our shot. Honestly, we didn't know what we were doing. That was like 2011. I'm going to guess. Yep. 2011. For, oh, okay. Yeah. The, the beauty department was the site that you started with who Nadine? With I want Amy, to say Amy Nadine. Uh huh. Okay. Um, she was Lauren's makeup artist. Is Lauren's makeup Lauren artist. Conrad? Yes. yes. And Lauren started out with us as well. She was very kind to let us sort of, you know, try different looks on her and and post these photos and and just sort of help get the message out there that we were here to teach people how to do their hair and makeup. And so that was kind of how we started it, and we. You know, again, it was, there was no plan. I don't really, I don't know if you noticed, but I don't really plan anything. I just sort of figure it out as I go. It's, it seems to to work out for you. <laughs> it, I'm but a you very, brought- yeah, I'm a very intuitive person. I, I love, and anything I do, I just want to always kind of follow my gut and listen to people and, and try to figure out what they need and how I can help, you know? It's funny you bring up Lauren Conrad because some of the celebrities and red carpet work that you were doing at the time, I was looking back, you work with a lot of, celebrities who also have this sort of approachable vibe to them where they don't seem untouchable, whether it's because they work in reality TV or they're that, that woman that like, she's glamorous, but like not so glamorous that we can't like go have some fun after the party with her kind of vibe. What drew you to some of the clientele you were working with? And like, who are some of the people you were working with at that time? It's honestly, I mean, you know, I would say like Lauren and uh, Lauren Conrad and Lucy Hale, and, you know, Jenna Dewan. And I feel like the, the reason I'm so drawn to those people, there's a commonality in their personalities where they are very kind human beings and they are very grateful when you show up and you, you, you know, work really hard for them. It's not just sort of like, um, I look amazing or done. You know what I mean? It's, it's <laughs> very, it's very, it, it's a, and, and they're, they're loyal. That's the other thing. They're insanely Mm. loyal. These people have had every opportunity (laughs) 
to dump me on the side of the road and find another hairdresser. And they never did. They just, they're so loyal and so kind and so grateful. And honestly, at some point, you know, I was really lucky to be working in the salon and, and having an income there. And I could be a little bit more choosy about, because I wasn't full on with oh, freelance. Right. So I could kind of say, no, I'm just going to be in the salon this weekend and be doing a bunch of extensions and I can, you know, make my living there. Or you can do, you know, photo shoots or whatever. I mean, mix and match for me. But I was able to be a little bit more choosy and I didn't have to take every job, which I know how lucky I was to, to have that because it really allowed me to cultivate a great clientele. What salon was that at that time? Was that yours? At that time, I was at Warren Tricomi. Oh, okay. On Melrose in Los Angeles. They also had a New York salon. And they then, did, right? Yeah. And then after that, I worked at Chris McMillan for a little while. And then after that, I was at, I built out my own studio, just a private studio, because just everything was a lot. And it's hard to... It's hard to be in a salon and just be able, be so flexible to like pick up and go and go do this client and then come back and then go work on the beauty department and come back. It's not, people have to make money in a salon, right? Every chair you have to, you know what I mean? It's a business. Yeah. And so I can't be like, can I be out on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'll be back next week on these days. It's not, it's not that flexible. They still have to make their living. And so. It's a weird balance. I hear this from a lot of young stylists that the people who own the salons where they work want mm -hmm. them to do social media, want them to get their name out there. That draws the clientele in, but it's like, don't get too famous or too good because <laughs> then it takes away from the salon owner, but it also takes away from the time and the salon. Like you have to be fabulous, but you have to also be loyal to the salon. It's like a dance. Yeah. What would yeah. you advise to someone who's trying to balance all of that? I mean, you had to do that for a while. It is a balance. And, you know, I would often sit down with, you know, the salon owner that I was working with. And I would explain that I have these opportunities and I want to take them. And in exchange for being lenient with me on my schedule here, I'm willing to talk about where I work and I'm willing to, okay. you know, promote the salon. And so it was kind of a partnership in that way. And I think that is always a good idea. If you're going, if you're looking at... Oh, what? Communication? Yeah, communication. <laughs> you know, I, hear it's, I hear it's not bad. But, but it is definitely, you know, they have to see success in some way. You have to see success in some way. And so you do have to work together, especially when it's not your salon. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you, they really are doing you a favor by saying you can not just hustle in the chair all day, but I'm going to, I'm going to allow you to, and it, it, that sounds that maybe that doesn't sound right, but you just don't want to be forced to be in the chair all day. When you have these opportunities outside, you really want, you know, someone that you can work with, with that flexibility. And it's, I think, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, it's not an easy position for the salon owners. You know, mm -hmm. salons are changing so much. And now all of these hairstylists are going to these independent salons. And it's very tricky for larger salons right now because, you know, people want to mix and match their careers that way. Mix and match their career. That's a perfect way you've said it. You brought up an interesting point that just had me thinking about loyalty with celebrity clients mm -hmm. and their stylists. You know, I feel like there's definitely these kind of like power teams that we've heard about, you know, an A-list celebrity working with a makeup artist or hairstylist, you know, for years and years. But, um, you know, if I think about it, I don't, I can't think of as many off the top of my head. Is that something that you're seeing as well? And I'm, I'm not asking you to comment on your situation, but you, you've, you have, you know, a good thing going with some of your clients, but is it harder to come by now? And if so, why? That is an interesting question. I can't speak for anyone else, but I have had this conversation with a lot of people in my industry because, yeah. you know, there are some sort of, for lack of a better word, sort of legacy duos. People have been together for a very long time. Yeah. And I think it shows great character for that person to still be working with that person. There, there's a loyalty there. And I think that matters. I do think it matters. But in this newer sort of, not to sound like a total dinosaur, but this newer day and age. No, it's a different economy. You're not talking about a different day and age. It's a different economy now. Right. And so while I think there is a desire for a celebrity and an artist to link up and become very loyal to each other, the trouble is the making money part. 
And I I will get into that because, you know, a lot of hair and makeup people talk about this. It's a, it's a tricky situation. You want to be able to take sponsorships, but what happens when, you know, that client has a potential deal on the line with another hair brand, right? And so there's this crossover that's happening where it's like, well, we have to make money because, you know, you guys, you know, coming from that world, editorial does not offer a lot of money, right? To, oh, to no. hair and makeup people. It's not a way, you can't make a living off of editorial. And, and tell tell our listeners, because they might be thinking not a lot of money, might be $5,000 no. a day. Tell them the real deal. Oh, no, no. It's two fifty. It's $250, sometimes less, actually, depending For on the magazine. What could be a 12-hour day, you 100%. know? hundred percent. It is like, I mean, the longest day of your life. And so you want to respectfully cultivate these partnerships with brands that don't step on the toes of the client, right? And so now that's getting a little bit messy because a lot of, I find, a lot of, you know, every, celebrities have always had there's always been a relationship between brands and celebrities, but now there's a big relationship between hair and makeup talent and brands. And so there's this clash that was never there before. And I think that where that falls is with agents, managers, et cetera, where they're trying to work on their celebrity clients, partnerships. And then you've got the beauty talents agents working on their partnerships. And so there has to be this understanding in this marriage. And I don't think that's been worked out yet. And so mm. I think that is what keeps people sort of moving along to different hair and makeup people sometimes, because if you get too comfortable, I've seen it where, you know, a celebrity will explode all of a sudden and they will have, the makeup person will have all these sponsorships just coming in. And it's so hard for us to say no to that money, right? It's just so hard because that is a huge opportunity for us. It goes from making $250 a day for an editorial to upwards of 15 grand, right? Just for plugging their brand in like, you know, saying hair by Chris and S using whatever, and then doing some behind the scenes stuff or whatever. And that is very difficult. That is very difficult yeah, for us to yeah. say no to. And so in that moment, you risk the relationship right? If you're not being really clear and talking to the talents people. And so that I think is rough waters right now. And I don't know yeah. how that gets smoothed out. And I don't know when that gets smoothed out, but I'm happy to have sort of transitioned a little bit into a different <laughs> place in my career so yeah. that I don't have to necessarily navigate those waters. I don't envy anyone in that position. It is so hard. And I, I, I feel so bad, you know, when that happens on either side, it's just not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. thank you for that transparency. It's really, I think it's really fascinating because it's like, it's, there's just so much business behind these arrangements and yeah, yeah I can understand right. why somebody doesn't want to hitch their wagon to one celebrity. Well, think about, I've seen celebrities just cold turkey stop using someone, right? Yeah. And then you find out later it's because they did a brand deal that they didn't talk to them about and it clashed with one of their brand deals. And then the relationship ended because it cost them a lot of money or even put them in breach of contract, you know? Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's just kind of, it's, it's tough. Yeah. Really and we're talking about brand deals where it's so-and-so celebrity using, let's just say like Lancome makeup or whatever. But now all the celebrities have their own damn lines thrown in the That's mix. True. Yeah. Which That's makes true. it even That more. is very true. So yeah. people are, you know, they are, let's talk about your line. People are crazy fans of your line. They are, you know, if you go into our Fat Mascara fan Facebook group, please join if you're not already a fan of our private Facebook group. It's very easy to join. We'll let you in. Uh, they're fans <laughs> of you. They're fans of your products. You really have like, you know, the the buzzword that is overused, but absolutely relevant to you, community around you. I'm really curious why you think, and please don't be too modest, why do you think there is that community and that that real genuine love for you, you and your products? I'm not trying to be modest, but I'm just going to, like, people always tell me, oh God, that's such a humble answer. This is the real deal. I don't know that I would call it like, you know, actually I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it like a fandom, right? Because it's not like people will say like, oh my God, you built this whole fan following, whatever. 
that put that to me puts me at the center, right? If it was a fandom. And it's not okay. about that. What it is for me, and I know this, this is not about being humble. This is just the truth. If you really dissect it, my name is synonymous with education and hopefully quality. <laughs> and really, you know, doing doing research and 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 sort of figuring it out for you. You know what I mean? And sure. so that is why I built that community, I think. It really is. But and it started with the beauty department. And then, you know, it, it got more niche with hair, you know, in my own world. But I really believe that that's why I I have this very loyal community of people around me because that's my sort of life's work, you know? Okay. And I know it's funny because people always say like, oh, well, then why'd you choose to put your name on the ball? But that's why. Because then you know, because I've always done that. I've always educated people and I've always brought forth as much information as I can. And you know, that's going to come with the products, right? I'm not just going to set it on the shelf and be like, good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. And then what are your fans, if they were all in a room together, they're all hanging out. What do you think they might have in common? I think they might have a curiosity about the beauty world. I think they might not have a full, you know, they don't, they won't have the full knowledge of how, or wouldn't maybe do now, but would not have had the full knowledge on how to get from A to B with their hair. I think a lot of those people would say, I didn't know how to do my hair. Okay. And I eventually learned how to do my hair. I I think that would be the commonality. I really do. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia. And guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus, they have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honeylove's superpower shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honeylove products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honeylove is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honeylove. Hey everyone, it's Jen, and I have decided this is going to be the summer of uniform dressing. I'm going to have a few pieces on heavy rotation, and I'm telling you right now, they're all going to be linen, and they're all going to be from Quince. I don't know why I'm going so hard on linen right now, but it just feels right. And Quince specializes in timeless pieces made of premium fabric, and the best part is that all the Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. I am personally very into the 100% European linen pants. They're cropped and easy. There's even a cute pinstriped version. And when I wear them, I look like I just stepped off a yacht. Do I have a yacht? No. Do I know what yachters wear? No, but that's the vibe. The linen pants come in sizes extra small to 3X and they're less than $40. Okay, like 10 cents less, they're $39.90. But the quality is excellent and they wash really well. How does Quince do it? They cut out the cost of the middleman and pass the savings on to us. Plus, Quince works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash fat mascara for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com, Q-U-I-N-C-E, quince.com slash fat mascara to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash fat mascara. 
Okay, everyone, I am one of those people who, when it comes to wellness, sorry, but it's got to fit into the pockets of my day. Five minutes here, seven minutes there, when I'm like in the kitchen and I'm microwaving something long, it's got to be convenient. And that is why Aloe Moves works for me. My mindset has changed. The app makes it easy for me to keep my wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place and bite-sized little bits, yoga, Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, so much more. From beginner to advanced, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that's going to fit into your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending on what you're feeling that day. You know what feeling I'm feeling most days? I'm feeling 10 minutes. I've been doing that's Joanna good. Thompson's. Right? That's about it. Yeah. That's good. 10 minutes. Joanna Thompson does these yoga lattes in 10. One day will be abs. One day will be arms. Today, Jess, is booty day. And we're just (laughs) going to get it done all in 10 minutes. If you're trying to get a good sweat, then you've got to try their award-winning workouts like the sweat-inducing yoga flows or the reformer Pilates workouts without weights. You can also find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, learn to do dry brushing. How many times have we talked about dry brushing on this podcast? Aloe Moves will teach you how to do it. Unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to alomoves.com now and use the code MASCARA20 for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. alomoves.com, code MASCARA20. We know it's like kind of a two-way community too because you even sometimes yeah. have sets like yeah. fan favorites mm-hmm. and you, cur- now I'm doing curly hair. You guys bugged me enough. We're getting curly hair, you know? <laughs> like you make products by listening to them. I'm yeah. curious, other than not knowing how to do their hair, is there a common issue that comes up a lot when people talk about their hair to you? I mean, I think it's not exclusive to my community. You know, it's it is an overarching issue within a lot of people where, you know, it's damage and it's color, like, you know, my hair feeling dry from color. And I think that's just so, my hair isn't shiny anymore. It just doesn't feel as healthy as it used to. You know, I think that's sort of- So it often starts with a problem. It often starts with a problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, If it doesn't start with a problem, it I guess it's still a problem. <laughs> it's that they don't know how, they don't know how to get there, right? They don't know how to get to healthy. The curiosity they don't thing know how again. To get like, to, yeah. They don't know how to get to a certain style on their hair or if it's even possible with their hair, right? So it's, that's often the conversation too. It's like, oh, um, I have, you know, this hair type and this is what I want to achieve. And it's like, okay, that's great for like a couple of times a month or whatever, but like, that's not going to be your day-to-day look, you know? Yeah, so yeah. I think it's, yeah, it's usually problem and solution oriented. It just is. Do you think you know? most yeah, most hair is problem and solution oriented? Unfortunately, yes, because people I think have unrealistic expectations of their hair. Like you think your hair is supposed to be your high school hair forever. It's just not. That's not the benchmark. Thanks for bringing us down to reality. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just not though. Like people's hair, even if you never touched it, it doesn't remain the same okay. over time. You know, okay. I needed that dose of reality. It's true. Does our skin remain the same from like high school? No. No. So I don't know why we have that expectation of hair. Because of commercials and because of <laughs> Instagram and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why. But yeah. I have a. I have another Fair. question because I really just, I am so impressed and fascinated by the community you've built. You know, every brand, like I was saying before, has this like, we're a community, we're a community. It's like, no, no you're not. But like, you really do. <laughs> you really do have one. Um, it's a buzzword. You, community yeah. is a buzzword. No, it is. But listen, I think it's a wonderful aspiration. I'm not. I'm not making yeah. fun. It's just like you really do have no, one, and I'm curious, like a dish what, soap or like a nice in my serum. Like I was, like yeah. No one's going to get community around that. But no, you <laughs> built a community around. I, you know, like you could say products, but around kind of a need state and people like growling around. Like I guess, like you know, wanting to know more. But why do you, why do you think you have? What have you done that's built this community? Like why, you didn't just get lucky. No, I think, I think intuition, honestly. I think that sometimes I'm consistent. Sometimes I'm not. Sometimes I'm trend focused. Sometimes I'm not. I think that I've, I really, I'm a triple water sign and I, I flow with, 
you know, with each tide, right? So for me, it's, there are, there's a time to do more. There's a time to do less, right? For example, right now I'm in a position of doing less. There's so much going on right now out in the world of content. You know, it's just, it's constant chaos and I love it. I, I watch it. I, I absorb it, but I don't necessarily subscribe to just doing that because that's what's happening. I kind of am like, I'm going to take a moment. I'm going to sit this dance out, you know, and just kind of be a little bit quiet, absorb everything. I'm going to work behind the scenes right now instead of in front. And I'm not doing that. Y'all, Kristen's playing the long game. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's, I mean, it's funny, but it's true. It's not, I'm not, you know, I'm very, you guys spoke about this the other day and I think it's so funny with the Crave Beauty thing with the tortoise and the hair. Oh. That's the real deal. My fa- that was my favorite deal. thing in beauty of like five yeah. years. Yeah. No, it is the real deal. And there is something to be said. My hair care buyer at Target recently said something so interesting to me, which was simplify to amplify. And I love it so much because it really is so true. Sometimes you have to just calm down and really take a look and, and have a great edit to amplify. And I, I, I think it's so important. But that's really what is is around me right now. That's really the energy that's around me. So how are you simplifying? Well, I'm doing less as far as yeah. contributing to the noise. You know, we yeah. have definitely in the last, let's say, well, in the last five years, you know, there were there were certain years where we were putting out 35 plus products, right? And that, I mean, we've only been on the shelf for 35 years. And it, uh, 35 years, five years. <laughs> I was like, wait, I missed something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are old. Uh, so I was like, old. is this not the real Kristen S? Is there another one? <laughs> yeah, I'm 79 years old now. And you know what? I have to say, no, but it's, it's, it's been out there for five years. And so we've had these moments where we've put out a great deal of product, but not just anything. It's to complete the story. Will you ever cut a product? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Have you? Have I cut a product? You know, I did cut a product. There was a product that it was a, you know, our rose gold temporary tint. It's like one mm-hmm. of like those ones that people just love. And it's it's a, it's kind of just like a cult favorite for us. I did lavender version. And I didn't like the way that it was like, you know, slowly fading out of the hair. And it was just having like a... a a tone in some, a very small amount of people were seeing it, but I just didn't like the way that it looked yeah. on its exit. And so I will phase <laughs> that exit. out, you know, on, as it fades out. Cause you know, it just, I, I gotta be really proud of a product. Oh, we've taken out the bobby pins because I love. Not the hairpins. No, the hair, God, no, absolutely the hair pins not. Are favorite. But we yeah, had a bobby. pack of bobby pins and to be honest, it just somewhere in the supply chain, they just changed. And I just can't be, I can't get behind that. And if there's something in my line I can't get behind, I will take it out. No problem. I'm not attached to it that way. If it doesn't, if it's not great, I just don't want it there. I was, we hear all the time from listeners who are frustrated when a product they love disappears from the shelves. Yeah, and yeah. we're like trying to find a, like a oh make good God, for them so or a do. Hard. It's yeah. so hard. And let me tell you, that is, I feel that in every bone in my body, because you know, when you find that lipstick that you love and then it's gone, you're just like so sad. But I try not to do that. However, if there's something, when we were putting out that much product at one time, there are things that get missed, right? And so you can't promote 35 products at one time. You just can't. And so, you know, I would, I would put out as much information as I can about a collection. Some things have to get discovered. Some things get less attention. And if they get less attention, but there is a super, you know, big uh, uh, niche, but very strong following for it, I'll make the case for it. And I'll just say, we need to do more education around it. We need to bring more attention to it because it's great, but it's just not being seen the way that it should be. And so, you know, you have to look at each one or there are some that just aren't hitting because it's so niche and it's just, it's not right for the brand. And so you got to take it out. You know, there are low hanging fruits or the last thing I will say about that is there are some products that are trend-based, right? And so perfect example, there was a pomade that I loved that was a, a matte pomade. And we still have it right now, but I'm going to take it out of the line because, you know, when bobs and lobs were just out of control, huge, 
we wanted that sort of texture paste, right? And so now it's not yeah. as necessary to have that. And so it just, I don't, I don't see people needing it as regularly. And so I don't want to have it just sitting there. I don't want to just What's a product that people need right now? What's like a trend-based product that's in the line right now? Well, I'll tell you, I was very pleasantly surprised that when we went to Ulta, scalp just was flying off the shelf. You know, it's funny because you can have one product at Target and then you can have it at Ulta and it will do very differently in each place. It will, it will, it will perform very differently because people are going to different stores for different reasons. Sometimes, not always, but you know, they have some overlap, but it, it just, it was out of control. It was like our number one seller, the scalp stuff. And and that was not the case at Target. And so I would say we've seen a huge rise in, in scalp stuff. Once again, the scalp scrub and the mask and the micellar shampoo, that's, you can't go wrong with that because you can incorporate that to any routine, you know? Got it. Cool. What do you wish more of your, not your fans, your customers, whatever, mm-hmm. your followers, mm-hmm. knew about knew about their hair? Like technically, scientifically, yeah. psychologically, whatever it is. What do you totally. wish they knew? This has always been the case. This is not new for me. I wish that people knew that the further they stray from their hair, their natural hair, the more difficult it will be for them in the long run. Like you can do it. You know, you could both go platinum for a little bit and it would look healthy and it would look nice. You just can't do it for a long time. You can't do it. And it's just, people don't realize that. It's a rubber band effect. So the longer you keep the rubber band stretched out here, just the, the you're going to lose elasticity. You're going to, you know, have breakage. You're, you're straying too far from your natural state. And so perfect example, what I do is I'll go blonde. And then I'll dial it back for a little while because I just, I need my hair to recover. And people don't allow that recovery time sometimes with color because they just want to be blonder and blonder. And they're like, oh, add low lights. That's not doing anything. You know, like you have to like really return. But how (laughs) do you return to your natural color like ever if you don't want roots? Like how can you really truly ever go back? You know, people joke around, they say, I don't even know my natural color is anymore. Like I get that because like, I'll just use myself as an example just for like, because it'll help. Like I have red hair naturally. Mm -hmm. And then I have like a lot of grays. So Mm -hmm. my colorist dyes my hair red. Yep. So it's not like I've gone blonde, but I will constantly always be dyeing my roots red. So I don't know how to ever go back. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, okay, but gray is an exception to the rule, you know, because that's kind of like, that's different. You're depositing, or even people who, let's say, I should say that what I'm talking about is mostly relative to going lighter because, you know, it's not necessarily darker. You can be a blonde and go darker and your hair can remain very healthy because you're depositing, you're not lifting. And so, so the more you lift it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the But with okay, red, I get let's say saying. for example, let's say for example somebody has blonde hair and they want to be a redhead. Well, you're going to keep doing it, okay, keep fading, you got to keep doing, it, keep doing it. And depending on what you use, you can do it with a gloss, you can do it with things that are very healthy for your hair. You can maintain the health. It can be done. You just need to talk to your colorist, you need to talk to your person and just make sure that you're taking a break from anything that is damaging in the long run, you know, or doing Mm. it for too long. Does this go for texture? Like say you have coils and you get a hot press and put braids in all the time, or say you have straight hair and you're always doing a blowout and curling it with a curling iron. Does that going to have the rubber band problem? Absolutely. Because you're, you're completely trying to change the shape of the hair shaft. Essentially. You're not, not, Literally, but you, you know, let's say that your hair is flat and each hair is flat and curly, but you're trying to straighten it like someone who has tubular, really straight hair. It's, you know, from even just a scientific perspective, in the long run, you're, you're going to weaken the hair. You just are. It's not meant to do that. It's just not meant to do that. You can have some great days of straightening your hair and it's beautiful and it's healthy, but you just can't do it all the time. Mm. It's hard okay. on the hair. Choose, choose wisely, really people. Choose when you want your well, hair to look also, good. Also, also, listen, like, let it be special. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, like I feel that way when I want to go blonde or I want to go dark. It's like, let's let it be special and, and you know, have a moment with it. And then, yeah. What's your off day hair? 
It's like not a special day. Like you have to look like good hair all the time. That's your. No, I don't. Like if you You come to an Ulta beauty meeting and. No, no, you would not recognize me on the street. Thank God. Do you do a scarf? It is haphazard, dude. It is like a bun up here. It's like hairs everywhere. I'm just a mess on day off. It's not, this isn't this. That's not your real hair? No, come on. It's it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I appreciate that, but this isn't it. Okay, we need to know, Kristen, what yeah. are some of your favorite products? And I yeah. want to know everything because I'm looking at your makeup. Your makeup is perfect. The lip is perfect. The shadow is perfect. Guys, the whole that's look. Really nice. I think it's honestly just the light coming from the um, windows, but the light okay. is perfect. The light is perfect. Light provided by nature. So, okay, just across the board, right? Yeah, we're everything talking about yeah. across the board. We're talking about what I use, or we're talking about my current faves. Because they're like, a little different. You. Like, no, what you use. Are, okay. Yeah. What yeah. I use. Okay. Makeup-wise. The Daily Kristen. I'm, yeah, the Daily Kristen. Okay. So makeup-wise, I'm very stuck on a couple of brands right now. And I'm just loving them. There's Elia, which I use for my, uh, I use the serum skin tint with SPF. Uh-huh. And then I always put a couple little dabs of the It Cosmetics CC cream over it because I need coverage. She's very pale. And so I have to, you know, I have to have it be a little extra. And then I'm really into, dude, I am so into Merit Cosmetics right now. I just, I, fans. I mean, it's out of control. I just, that mascara is just next level. It's next level. I'm telling you, I think I would sell that stuff out of my trunk if I could, because I <laughs> talk to people about it like I own the brand or something. It's so crazy. But I actually saw someone use it. Do you guys know Devin, Dev's Day on Instagram? Do you follow her? No. She's an influencer. I just love to watch her try different things. And she did the Merit Mascara next to something else. And I was just like, this looks really good. So I ordered it. And I'm telling you right now, I am obsessed. I'll never use another mascara, I don't think. I, and I don't say that lightly. I'm a mascara person. Ooh, fighting like, words. I'm really, really into trying different mascaras and really seeing what clicks. But this is, I'm not going back to anything ever again. Okay. Ever again. So We'll uh, talk to you in two years. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I really hope I get a, um, I should be the spokesperson for that mascara. So then I also love, let's see, what else do I, what am I loving for? Oh, Say. I like Say a lot. Say Beauty. I think that it's, it feels just really sheer for day off stuff. You know, I've got it in my car. <laughs> just throw it on if I'm going somewhere for car a little makeup. light, little light coverage. Just a little something. It's just easy. It's, uh, so I think the through line there is I really like these minimal makeup lines with, you know, a bit more clean ingredients. And then hair-wise... I mean, I've heard you guys talk about this. One of my favorite things right now is bread. I just think it's such, like, it's so simple, so chic. And and I think they're just doing such a great job with, you know, the oils that they're making. It's just just a very, I don't know, I, I really just love everything that's happening there. I'm also into, I'm in love with these hair brands that are kind of not trying to go full on right out the gate, you know, the ones that are kind of like taking their time and pacing it out like Crown Affair. I Mm -hmm. love Crown Affair. I think that, you know, she's just doing such a great job with that brand and it's beautiful and it's really well edited. It's not too much. And, and it just really feels well thought out and meaningful, you know? What about fragrance or candles? I see a little Fornicetti behind you. Oh yeah. Um, That's right. I know the candle from that far away. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's see. What am I loving as far as fragrance? Well, I always have one thing that I've always worn for, I don't know, ever, which is Molecule, Eccentric Molecule. The 001 one? 001, yeah. And I always mix that with other things, but that's always my base. And then, oh God, candles. Let's see. Let me think. I mean, I have so many behind me. I have to look and tell you what my favorites are. Okay, well, I would say... Not those. I mean, listen, I have a million, but I don't know. I now would, she's I guess, moving her head around and she really does. <laughs> I could see well, all the other ones. There are so many and they're everywhere over here too. 
I'm really super into DS and Durga in general. I think that their fragrances are really fun and really cool. I, I love that fragrance called I Don't Know What. It's one of my favorites. It's just, that's the kind of, it reminds me of Molecule too. It's kind of- I was just going to say, it's very really, similar. Yeah. Yep. Like, what is and that? Then, Skin, musk? I don't know. Yeah. Just a little something. <laughs> God, I don't know. I just, I have so many. There's a brand, and I don't even know what the brand is called. I'll have to, I'll have to tell you after. But there's one that I have that has a three on it. It's 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 a collaboration with Le Objet, and I don't know who did the actual candle inside, but it's one of my favorites, and I burn it everywhere. See the show notes, everybody. We'll get the details and put them on the <sighs> yeah, see on the, the shop on the shelf. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a That's whole laundry list of fragrance. Know. It's hard for me to do that on the fly because if I send you a picture of my fragrance table, it's just so out of control at this point. I expect nothing less than you sending me a picture after this podcast. Uh, I will. I will send you a picture. I would love that. I would yeah. love that. There's so many and I love to layer them. I'm just a mixer, you know? So it's you can kind make of, your own products, so. Well, you know, that is kind of how I go sit down at the table with with our, you know, the people who make my fragrance. I'll bring three or four different fragrances oh, that's and say, cool. can you clash all these together and make something like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, I love fragrance. Oh, it works. Your stuff smells good. Hey, before we let you out of here, you want to do the yeah. Fat Mascara 5? We have five little speed round questions 100%. for you. I don't even, listen, I, I hear you guys do this. We change them up now. Like, uh, well, no, but I'm saying people are able to answer things really fast. And I'm, I've am i never answered a question quickly in my life. So let's try um, it. It's called editing, Kristen. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> the power of editing. That's right. Let's do it. All right, Jess. Or, oh, I'm doing it. Sorry. Okay. Let's do it. First beauty product you ever fell in love with. Oh, my God. My Conair, those, those curling sticks. You know, the ones with the loop on the end and you... Bend them. The like the benders? Sticks. Oh, yeah. That was oh, my whole they're life. They were so hot. They're, they're so hot. They got so hot. I, <laughs> I think so somebody hot. probably sued. <laughs> no. 100%. There's no way. Yeah, there's yep. no way. They, your they face, made those Jess. Yep. It's like fear. Yep. You know, I see fear in your eyes. That no, because I remember my mom putting those in my head before like my cousin's bar mitzvah and yep. there's a picture of me like this. Like I'll never, I, my mom, if I could find it, fat mascara <laughs> audience, I will post it. I'm like, have my eyes like rolling up on my head. It's oh like 7 a.m. I want to see And I just that. remember, I have like, I almost got like burnt and my mom's like, don't touch them. But she, her fingers were like getting burnt. Oh, the whole it, thing, it's it, so brutal. All the way to the tips because that spring yeah. inside goes all the way oh my from God. tip to tip. Yeah, and they sit oh, inside. Just took me back. They, they sit inside this cave, and ah. they just light fire in there. Yeah, absolutely. And then the Hot metal coils. bobby pins would also heat up just by being. No, there was next- no bobby oh, pins. No oh, bobby am I thinking pin. of a different one? No. Oh, no. you're doing the twisty just, ones. Okay. Yes, it was just the because the wire the was inside the, the roller. Right, 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 right. They were, pink they and were called benders. Yeah, benders. Oh, benders. I might have had like a Z. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Kristen, you have fans. What are you a fan of? Something that would surprise us. Like it could be a person, a band. Like what's like a thing you're a big fan of? I'm a fan uh, doing pottery. I'm building out a pottery studio right now. I'm obsessed with pottery. I love it. Okay. What's something that you buy in bulk, like serious bulk, like hoarder level? Could be for your dogs, could be for your house, could be for your kids. Okay. Let me think. Something I buy in bulk. Like we'll open your closet and be like, do you think you have enough? Honestly, you really want to know? Yes. I buy the same black Mara Hoffman dress. People would be sickened by the amount of these dresses that I have. It's what is one, this dress? It's just the most comfortable dress on the planet. And because I work in the salon, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll get bleach on it or whatever. And they're, it's, they're easily ruined because they're very delicate. But is it's this like, like a, a nap dress, like a, like a cottony something or what is it? It's like the super pale girl version of a nap dress, I guess, because I like a little coverage because, you know, California sun is brutal and it's just the perfect, it, I'll send you a picture of it and you can see it. it's just like anyone can wear it. It looks flattering on everyone. When I gain weight or lose weight, it still looks great. It's just my favorite thing. You can wear it with a swimsuit under it and go to the beach. You can wear it as a dress to a party. I'm telling you, everybody should own this dress, and I must have like maybe ten of them. <gasps> I I have a couple if it's different the same colors. style. No, I have a couple different colors, but you know my closet is very witchy. It's very black, and so it's. It, I mean, there are probably eight black ones in you know two different sizes. Because God forbid, Choices. I fluctuate and I need to make sure. And then I have a blue one and a white one. And I'll always have that dress. I never in a million years would have thought you were going to say a dress. 
I mean, is it like a staple style that she always has? I think it's a pretty classic style. It's called the Blair dress. It's sick. Blair I love dress. it. It's just so comfortable, and it has it has a tie you can put around your waist or not. Okay, mm-hmm. I need to check the this best. out. You got to check it out. You got to get one. Okay, what are you reading right now? If you're not a reader, we can substitute watching. Okay, so I'm not a reader. I'll tell you something embarrassing that maybe you want to cut out or not, but I've never read a book from cover to cover in my life. You're not a reader. Except for one. And it was two years ago. I read my first book from cover to cover. And it was The Alchemist. That came up recently. Somebody else told us. I don't know how I've gotten through life, you guys, doing this, but... I have never the eye doctor we had on was like obsessed with that book. I mean, Alchemist is just a great book. I've listened to books on tape a million times, but I I don't read. That would have counted. I wouldn't even have asked whether you were listening or reading. Yeah, yeah, I count it as reading if it's on like audiobook. Well, listen, this is see, this is where I get into. These are not quick answers. I have recently (laughs) started taking these business classes (laughs) online that I enrolled in a while ago, and those are taking up most of my time and I have to read a lot for those. So I'm definitely exercising my reader brain. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be more books in my future. I love that you're always learning. Here you are like the founder of a huge line with multiple retailers still learning about business and trying to make your... Well, I just am curious about, you know, the side that is not my expertise, you know? Okay, last question. We've been kind of ending on this one a lot, but I really love it. How do you unwind at the end of the day? What's the like... I'm done working thing that you do. I don't really get to look at social media throughout the day because my I'm just busy working. And so it's so basic, but I do a little scroll on TikTok. I sit with my dog, catch up with my dogs. And nice. I honestly, I just have a really good fun, like nighttime wind down routine, like in shower. I have this new shower that's just very... I mean, it's, you know, I'm steaming in there. I'm doing all the things. And and it's just that I feel like I look forward to so much at the end of the day. And it makes a huge difference. And so I, I, I do do that. And then I try to go to bed a little earlier now than usual because it's, it's bright out here at 6 a.m. And my dogs are awake and they want to, you know, get going with their day. So I try to go to, I go to bed kind of early now. That's my, like, my, like what? my general wind up. I'm in bed by like 8.30. I don't go to bed until like 10, but I definitely am laying in bed at 8.30, either watching something or, you know, whatever. That sounds nice. Yeah. That does sound fab. Yeah. Luxurious. I'm boring. I'm boring in that sense. You're not at all. Stop. You know, it's uh, no shame in my grandma game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm so glad we finally got to catch up. I feel like we need a part yeah, two now. That was I just well, like... Well, here's the thing. You know what I was thinking about, you guys? Has anybody... Sorry about my crackly chair. Has anybody ever interviewed you guys on um, We've done like a couple of cross podcasts okay. where like okay. the Forever 35 Oh, the yeah, girls. Forever 35 yeah. interviewed us. They interviewed us. Yeah. And Los Angeles, yeah. I feel like I want to nominate myself to interview you guys because <gasps> I feel like there's a lot... That people in our industry would want to know specifically from you guys that, you know, you never really turn it around on you like that. That came up the other day. Did it? Huh. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like yeah. we, le- we leach out into the show. Sporadically, you learn from us just by I mean, the course. fact that we're the host. Of course. But we, there are specific questions. Yeah, that you actually know. came up from, it came up from a founder. Jen, I'll tell you more later. Oh. But it came up okay. from a founder who Somebody asked beat me to the same it. thing. But you guys, my mouth just went dry. It. Why did I get nervous when you even just brought up the idea of this? I like to ask the questions. I'm the curious one. I know. But, but you I know, would do it you for you, Kristen. Just, you guys have so much insight in so many different ways. And I feel like it would be incredible to flip the script. <gasps> Let's talk off. That's actually a really good idea. I think that's the name of your episode, whoever you do it with. Kristen, so. thank you so much for coming on the show. You're the best. You guys, thanks for having me, finally. Thanks, Kristen. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. 
To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at Fat Mascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.